Blog Talk Radio. Is money your slave or your slave master? How you feel about and around money can lock you up or set you free. Let's talk about the emotional charge connected to money. You have tuned in to Debt-Free Wealth Radio with Trudy Behrman. Thank you for taking us along with you as you're listening in on your mobile phone on the web or through our syndicated outlets. Welcome. I invite you to come on board as we explore all things money to move Christians to profitable stewardship via debt-free wealth by embracing the Bible as a practical, relevant guide to success. Today's topic is money master or money mastered, the emotions around money. So is money your slave or your slave master? How you feel about and around money can lock you up or set you free, which is true for you. Let's look at this emotional charge around money. <coughs> Any experience attached to an emotion gets more memory space in your heart and head than experiences that you're emotionally disconnected from. If the stock market crashed, for example, and you had no money in it, you don't tend to care or have any emotional response to that information. But if your 401k tanked and you're months away from retiring, you have a highly charged emotional response to that emotion. And that response creates a memory that will be immediately influencing any decision you have around investing and retirement later on. Fear charges the air as you watched your parents talk about and go about bills and family needs. Anger charges the air as husbands and wives argue because you swear she treats you like a wallet. Panic charges the air as the entrepreneur faces payroll. Anxiety charges the air as the young man buys the engagement ring. Annoyance charges the air as the beggar approaches for some help. Pain charges the air as you tell your baby no to the plea for a gaming computer. Jealousy charges the air as you wish you could keep up with the Joneses who just bought yet another fill in the blank. Desperation charges the air as you throw in a bigger discount than you can truly afford in hopes of enticing that prospect to buy from you. Frustration charges the air as you drag yourself off to a job you hate because you need the paycheck. Let's face it. There are many negative emotions around money, but there are some positive ones too. Joy and exuberance charges the air as you learned you just want the, the lottery. Relief charges the air on payday. Pride charges the air when you get a promotion with a, rain, with a raise. Fun charges the air when you spend your birthday money gifts. Special charges the air when your date goes all out for you. Confidence charges the air when, when your investment pays as or better than expected. Do any of these money experiences feel familiar? 
How we feel about money influences how we make it, spend it, and keep it. And this is a reality that is best for you to admit, understand, and manage. The choices you make show if you master money or if you're mastered by money. If you allow money to be your slave master or your slave. This is why so many people who grew up in poverty and go on to create more financial comfort in their lives indulge their kids, sometimes to the point of spoiling them, all to avoid their kids from having the same painful experiences around money that they had. This is a very emotional spending habit. And having given your kids everything they want, you then wonder why it is that they don't have the same appreciation for gifts or hard work that you have. You have facilitated a different set of emotions around money for them than you had. Therefore, your children will not view money the same way you do. If you see money as something that is hard to come by and limited in supply, you are more likely to view things with a scarcity mindset. Now, I did a show earlier, and it is available in the archives, about scarcity versus abundance. And I'm going to encourage you to go check that out. If you have a scarcity mindset around money, and you happen to come into some money, say you got a pay raise, you won the lottery, there's a strong chance that that extra money will not change your view of money. Instead, you may respond by spending it, buying all the things you couldn't have when you didn't have any money. And in this case, the opportunity to get these things goes away. Scarcity mindset leads to tends to lead to overspending, which leads right back to depleted funds and back to poverty. But if you see money as something that is easy to come by and in abundant supply, then you view things with an abundant mindset. There's no rush to spend. And if you happen to not have any money at the moment, you simply go out and get some because you see opportunity everywhere to be earned and everywhere around you. I encourage you, those of you listening to this show, to go back into the archives and check on the show that I did on scarcity versus abundance. However you found this show today, I will put a link for you to that show. Now, entrepreneurs sometimes make the mistake of thinking and even telling employed people that those employed people are slaves to their paycheck, seeing the entrepreneurial life instead as one of freedom. While employed people see their weekly paycheck as freedom, and have no concept of the possibility of unlimited income, time, and freedom that entrepreneurs talk about. Honestly, both groups may be slaves to money. It just manifests a bit differently. Employees may have their activities directed by those who hold their paychecks, but entrepreneurs can be made to dance to the beat of their customers or their money masters as well. I remember the days when I used to do that dance, a potential customer is in front of you, and if they don't buy right away, we load the offer with more discounts, bonus gifts, or worse, the begging tone that blatantly is whining out in our voices. Customers have been known to walk away feeling that strength of the upper hand, and this is seen best after negotiating their car deal and haggling with the sales rep. This dance is nothing new. It was captured very nicely for us in the Bible. Proverbs 20 verse 14 said, it's no good, it's no good, says the buyer, then goes off and boasts about the, per the purchase. For the entrepreneur, the customer is not really their slave master, money is. 
Entrepreneurs are very familiar with the feast and famine cycle of money, and that experience is often charged with the emotion of fear, anger, and worry. So how do you master money instead of letting money master you and letting money choreograph your financial dance? The most important and most obvious way is to recognize that money is only a tool and nothing more. No different from a hammer or nails. If there, if it is there for you to use, as you will in the ways that you want to. If you treat, if you choose to treat your sense of poverty by going on a shopping spree just to prove you do have money to spend, well, how is that different from the drug addict who knows they have a problem yet go for another hit? The cycle of feel good, feel horrible is a cycle of emotional highs and lows that many create with their money. Let me repeat that. You are creating this cycle of emotional highs and emotional lows and you know you are broke and you still go out on a spending spree just to give you that moment of feeling that money is not a problem. So are you mastered by money? The fact is a lot of us are letting money lead the dance. You allowed money to become your slave master. You move to the beat of your money, and your money or lack of it is how your decisions are made. I remember when my daughter was a teenager. She wanted some money to buy a certain pair of shoes, but when she got to the store, it turns out she didn't have enough money to buy the pair that she really wanted. Now, instead of walking out of that store and saving money and waiting to get exactly what she wanted, she looked at how much money she had and the, and the amount of money decided which shoe she ended up buying. She did come home with a pair that worked, but not a pair that she loved. So what did she do? Having come home with her new purchase, what she did was she whined about the fact that she ended up with this pair. She lamented over and over to her friends how she wished she had the other pair that she couldn't afford. And when the time came to actually wear the darn shoes, she ended up not wearing them, choosing instead to wear an older pair that she actually liked. Folks, this is how many of you live. You are mastered by money if the amount of money you have determines your lifestyle. Let me repeat that. You are mastered by money if the amount of money you have determines your lifestyle. However, you are a money master if you decide the lifestyle that you will have and do what you need to do to have that lifestyle. You are a money master if you decide the lifestyle that you will have and do what you need to do to have that lifestyle. See, if my daughter had simply waited, her allowance of the following week or maybe offering to babysit for extra money could have gotten her the extra she needed and then she would have had the exact amount she needed to buy the exact pair of shoes she wanted and loved. And that experience was a huge life lesson for her. And folks, this story has a fabulous ending. Today my daughter's 23. She has learned how to shop. She now has taste for nicer things and she has learned how to shop for them. She is an ace at finding bargains on name brand items and she is sharp at picking out well-made, top quality gems from unknown brands. She no longer compromises on quality or what she wants, but she has learned about alternative strategies for arriving at a desired goal when the obvious path is not affordable in her budget. So, 
how to be a money master. See, if you have ever followed me at all or looked at much of my work, then you would know that, first of all, I hate the term budget. I hate the term budget because that phrase is a limiting connotation. I prefer the phrase spending plan. You see, a budget tells you how much you can spend, and that amount of money dictates your lifestyle. But a spending plan implies that you decide how you distribute your money, and that distribution is totally decided by you and by the lifestyle that you've decided to have. If you have a budget, and you you would have created it based on how, on your bills and how much money you have. You see, you, you, your electric is this, and you, and you just go and you make your budget based on that. But if you have considered looking at my 30, 50, 20 plan, and I did a show that kind of explained that a little uh, earlier, go through the archives and look for that. But in a nutshell, what I help you do is the very first thing about my 30, 50, 20 plan is I help you to take a look at your values. What is it that matters the most to you? And we design your spending plan around that. Now, it is difficult to move into a plan like that from a budget. It can be done, but it really and truly is simpler if you're starting out as a, you know, a, a young student coming into your employed life. But it is still doable if you make your mind up to do that. Now, living within and below your income, when that income is meager, makes for a boring and limited quality of life experience. And that is why budgeting is limiting. And I'll have nothing to do with it. When you decide, when you decide to design your life, living within and below your means is simply a valid temporary strategy. But if your lifestyle requires more means for it to be meaningful, then designing, then designing your life creates your spending and not the other way around. I'm going to repeat that. When you, when you decide to design your life, living within and below your means becomes a temporary but valid strategy. But if your lifestyle requires you to have more means for it to be meaningful, then designing your life creates your spending and not the other way around. Clearly, I can't develop that, that formula here today. So if you want more on that, head on over to Debt Free Wealth Academy, debtfreewealthacademy.com, and check out my Lifestyle Upgrades course. Now, however you've accessed this today, I've included a coupon, my $297 course. For those who have accessed this page, will be only $35 while those coupons last. And that course is called Three Steps to Get Your Lifestyle Three steps to get your lifestyle upgraded and do it debt-free. Afford your status brands and bling. Lifestyle fun and have money left over. Learn the three key strategies to do it debt-free. Become the master of your money. It's just a tool and you decide how that tool is to be used. I challenge you today to design your life, the life you desire and deserve. Join us next week on Debt-Free Wealth Radio with Trudy Behrman. Thank you for tuning in to today's show. Let's pick up the momentum and press on for the prize of the high calling of God in Jesus Christ. Trudy Behrman here saying I love you all and I will see you next week.